Welcome to The Burnout Show, a weekly conversation with special guests who generously share their burnout stories with us. We also chat with health and wellness experts on how to best navigate burnout when you're in the thick of it, as well as how to avoid it returning. And now here's your host, Jess Jones. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Burnout Show. Today's very special guest is Jeremy Nicolaitis. Jeremy, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for having me. We were just uh, having a chat about the weather, actually, because I'm in Melbourne, Australia, and it's very cold, and I'm going to blanket over my lap, and uh, we're about to you. Right now, I am in Santa Ynez, California, so I'm in the U.S., and Santa Ynez is about 100 miles or you know, three hours north of Los Angeles. Wow. I'm out, I'm out in the country right now. Beautiful. Jeremy was just sharing that he was laying on a hammock by the river before we spoke. So I'm terribly jealous, but it looks um, beautiful there. I can see the sun streaming through the window. So I'm feeling nice and, and warm and fuzzy. <laughs> I'm sending sunshine your way right now. Oh, I can feel it. It's, it's making me happy just seeing it in your in your house. So thank you. Um, thank you for your time today. I'd love for you to share a bit about what you do and how you got to where you are today. Sure. I Today, I run a company called Golden Octopillar. And my main focus is helping creative entrepreneurs and business owners work less and make more so that they can be successful and enjoy their lives. And it's really... It started from really me burning myself out. Like I, I'm so happy to be having this conversation with you because I have overworked myself to the point of, you know, bad health and giving up today for tomorrow. And I really just, it's, it's a way that we shouldn't live. And and there's no reason to live this way. Giving up today for tomorrow. I haven't heard it put that way before, but that one just hit me. Yeah. I felt that. Yeah. I mean, we, we work, we'll work ourselves to the bone and with the idea that, Oh, I'm going to give up you know, 12 hours today, I'm going to give up 40, 50, 60 hours this week so that I can maybe I can have a couple of off days, you know, quote unquote weekends, but we're so tired and burnt out. We're not enjoying ourselves or we give up months and months of time so that maybe we can have one week off to fully enjoy ourselves. But do we really enjoy ourselves, right? How, what are we actually thinking about? Or do we have the energy to enjoy ourselves? I think it all starts with that that daily activity and and not giving up the now, right? Absolutely. So what does a, a day look like for you? For me, I usually it starts about 6 a.m. I get up. I get up at that point because the rest of the house is still sleeping. And I've got two young children and they usually get up about 7.30. I have a one-year-old and a five-year-old. And so I like to meditate. I start my day off with meditation. And so the house is quiet and you know, for me, it's it's just connecting to something greater than myself. And then I have a journal. I'll journal, and I like to call it my manifestation journal. And because I, a lot of what I journal about, journal about is giving thanks for things to come. Definitely things I have, but also the things to come, and really just having that mindset, that that optimistic, happy, grateful mindset. And then it's time with the family. The kids get up. We hang out. Um, I take my kid to school. It's summer break now, so I'm not doing that. But I would take I take my oldest son to school. Even through the pandemic, he got to go to school, which is amazing. And um, then, you know, then I actually I don't even start work. It's nine o'clock, and you know, really, and all I do this 
because this is how I don't burn myself out. This is how I put myself into a state where I can do more with less time and, and feel good about it. So then I go, I live by the beach. And so I go across the street to the beach and, and I run or walk in the, in the wet sand. I like to go barefoot, mm-hmm. even when it's cold and gloomy outside, I'll go, I'll just, I'll bundle up on the top half, but I, I want the the water touching my feet. I want to feel the sand. And there's also something about it that's just fun. And so I'll run, I'll walk, I'll feel good. I'll listen to podcasts and, and get out there. Then I get back, I shower, I eat and I get busy. Then I work and I'm feeling so good and so charged at that point mm-hmm. that I'm going hundred miles an hour and it feels great. And I work my way through the day and um, I don't worry about things too much, right? We obviously, we have our obligations, but I think the key to not you know, getting into that that state of burnout and overwhelm is that we just have to we have to have confidence in our decisions and the way we live and just move forward, you know, and, and yeah. exhale a bit. Absolutely. That sounds amazing. What a way to start the day, especially, you know, running or walking on the beach. Oh, sounds like bliss. Amazing. So what are you most excited about in your life right now, Jeremy? I think it's it's for me, it's really it's this message. It's it's kind of something new new for me to stand up and fight the status quo and really just say no more and that it's okay. And so for me, I'm excited about being and doing and saying the things that are truly me and just trying to help people along the way, right? And I've just, I was in the corporate grind. I was, you know, doing, running multiple businesses at the same time. I was always doing so much, but in the end, there was like this lack of fulfillment and once I switched to, you know, helping outside of myself and my circle, it just became exciting and, and freeing. You know, it's, there's a lightness to it and, and, I, and I like it. <laughs> That's good. That's amazing. And it must feel really rewarding and fulfilling being able to help other people as well and show them the possibilities of having that, that freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what did it look like for you in the past when you were working yourself to the bone and, and, you know, probably hitting burnout often? What did that look like for you? What was your burnout? What were the sort of symptoms that you started to recognize were happening, happening over and over that you needed to stop? It was, um, you know, and I, I have a, a long history in the film business and the film business is notorious for long hours. Mm. I still work in the film business, but it's more of my choice, my doing. But there was a time, you know, I, I was chief creative. No, this was a time I was global creative director for this company. And we were building this big global team. And it was, we went from 50 people in Los Angeles to 3,500 people worldwide. I was working six, seven days a week, 18 hours a day. They put me up in a hotel next to the office. So I didn't have to drive. I was flying to different countries. It was brutal. But what was interesting at the time, you know, when you first do it, you put all those those signs, those those negative signs to the side and you wear it like a badge of honor. Like, oh, you know, the last day on that. On For me, I, this is a tr- true story. I would always say, oh, you know, the last, uh, my last day on Men in Black 3 was a 40-hour shift. And I would oh. say it like I was proud of it, right? That's insane. Yeah. And so I, I moved on. I, I bought a uh, print and marketing business and then I was stuck having to work that hard to turn this business around, mm. right? And I was like, okay. So then you start getting to the point where at first it's a badge of, of honor. And then it's then you start to say, wait, this isn't right. This is why am I giving up my life? And later down, so I, I, I do that business and then I start another one 
And then I'm like, oh, I'm, doing, I'm really successful, right? And I remember, you know, driving on the freeway one day and I'm heading home. It's a Friday afternoon. It's about five o'clock and I'm going to meet my family at this restaurant that we eat at every Friday night. And I'm thinking about all the things that I had going on. It was like nine different projects. And I was like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to fulfill all this? How am I going to, and I, it just, the weight of it started to pull me down and I started to feel anxiety about it. And then I get to dinner and I'm not a hundred percent there. I'm not present. And I think that was, that was the first thing for me. It was, it was realizing that I wasn't present when I was outside of work and with my loved ones, with my children, with my wife, and I wasn't there, right? I was there physically, but mentally I wasn't there, yeah. right? Then it's your health. Then your health starts to go, right? And you're like, whoa. And then for me, it was just like, what? I want to play with my grandchildren, right? I have two young kids. I can't continue to live like this and expect to have the energy and the body and the mind to play with my grandkids. I don't know how many decades from now, right? I don't know how long it's going to be, but I need to start taking care of now so that there is a good tomorrow, right? Instead of giving up today for maybe a okay tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot to change from the lifestyle you had to what it is now. So what did that recovery or transition look like from, you know, wearing busyness as a badge of honor, like you said, to being able to do what you do today? First, we have to admit that this is not the way to live, right? I mean, it was going from a badge of honor to there's a problem to I refuse to live like this. I'm not going to do this anymore. And so first it was it was reprioritizing things. I'd say, okay, well, I'm going to put things aside and I'm going to now focus on things either based with two key factors based on revenue, basically income, and then also my values. And that combination is what I would decide to do. And the other stuff goes away. And then just being okay with, you know, when we work for somebody, right? When we're in a business, working for the business, we can be sick. You call in sick or sometimes something happens and you're not there or you go on vacation. Things happen even if you don't do something. So I think it's first just acknowledging that I don't have to give up all this time and that there are people who work the 10th that I'm working, right? When I'm killing myself, there's somebody who's working the 10th of what I'm working and making 10 times the amount. And so I started looking towards those people. I started looking for who can I model? How can I find a way to make more or just make the same, but work less? And that's that's then the road I went down and started looking into that kind of stuff. Amazing. So... You know, you talked about the way that you start the day and I imagine you'd still have quite a bit of work to get through. So how do you manage your time and energy effectively during the day? Do you have tools or resources or techniques that you fall back on to make sure you're sort of holding off that stress and overwhelm? Yeah, I definitely. So I try to delegate as much as possible. So even having my own business, I have a couple of VAs that work for me. They're in the Philippines. They're amazing. They're great. And I look for other companies to work with. So I don't take on all the work. And how much work can I hand out? And then what do I like doing? So I want to do the stuff I love doing. Mm -hmm. And then I want somebody else to do the stuff I don't like doing. So I leverage other people in that way. And I use, you know, you have to use your money and you have to do, you have to use your money to buy back your time, right? So I do that. 
And anytime I start to, because it still starts to happen, it still starts to compound and you start to get stressed and you start to get overwhelmed. It's inevitable, right? So the first thing I do is one, I just understand that life's never going to be perfectly imbalanced, right? There's, it's always going to swing a little bit. So let's just accept that. And when it happens, let's think about, well, how do I get back to it not being like that? And for me, it goes back to meditation and movement, right? So it's like, okay, let me stop. And let me just meditate, even for like 20 minutes, just like slow down and breathe and clear my thoughts and get back to find what I truly need to do. But then also move, get out, take a walk, breathe some fresh air, do something so I can get back to being happy and full of gratitude and love and excitement. And then I can go back to do it because then it's so much easier to say, I don't have to do that today, right? Because otherwise you're like, oh my God. I have to do this today. I have to get it done. How am I going to? And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. Let's breathe. Like literally let's breathe. Let's take a break and walk and get back to a positive mindset. It's kind of like, you know, when you go grocery shopping and you're hungry and you make a lot of bad decisions, Yeah. right? So like (laughs) if you're burnt out, stressed, overwhelmed and try to make decisions, you make bad decisions. So let's get out of that state of mind. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. So Jeremy, what keeps you up at night? Excitement. Like I'm at the point where I can't let you worry. There's nothing that worries. It's always, it's always when I'm excited about something, when I'm thinking, oh, you know, like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And it's like, I, I can't turn my brain off to sleep. <laughs> awesome. They are the best, the best things to, to keep you awake at night for sure, rather than the stress. So amazing. So what brings you the most joy? It's definitely fun with my family. It's definitely, you know, the best thing about COVID for me was that I didn't have to leave and go on meetings or drive across the town. I could have lunch with my kids and go across the street and just dig a hole in the in the beach, right? We just dig a hole and sit in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just love just the simple pleasures of life. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, I think about the time spent with kids, you know, whether they're your own kids or nieces, nephews, grandchildren, whatever it is. And that is oftentimes, things that they won't remember doing but that brings them so much joy in that moment and yourself so much joy in that moment and it's a wonderful memory that you're creating for yourself and perhaps for them if they're a little bit older but it's just that innocence of it all of those simple things that they get to do with with not another worry in the world at that age I love it they're so in the moment we talk about us always fighting to be present and Mm. just not worrying about, you know, tomorrow or fearful because of something that happened in the past. The kids are just so in the moment. Let's have fun and enjoy. And as adults, we just have to be more like them, you know, in that respect. Absolutely. They can teach us so much, even if we're not open to learning about it. (laughs) (laughs) So what's something that you're most proud of? I'm proud that 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 I was able to jump out of the 9 to 5, the the stereotypical world and I think that's the key to not, you know, to to living a free life is we don't have to be bound by this, you know, 9 to 5. I'm going to and it's like who works 9 to 5 anyways, but you know what I'm saying, right? And but the idea that we we're going to work for 50 years, nonstop to hopefully have 10 good years at the end. 
And mm-hmm. to me, that seems crazy to live that way. And I like that I've said, okay, I don't have to live like that. I can mm-hmm. create my own life and I could design it the way I want to design it. And now we're at a point where there's so much information with so much access to all this knowledge that we yeah. truly can just take such a short amount of time and restructure and reguide our lives. And, and it's so good. I was, so I'm up here in, in the country and there's a, this is a family, family ranch. And it was the other day, we're talking on a Thursday. This was on a Tuesday. We went, there's a lake nearby and we went and we rented a boat and we cruised around and I'm still working. I'm like sneaking in work here and there. I'm keeping things going. But I remember coming back thinking, Oh my God, just this, I, I just had this moment where I thought if like, what if I worked for somebody? What if I, I had to like report to somebody and just that idea just, it started to make me feel bad. I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta shake that off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Ghosts from the past haunting you. Yeah. 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 I think um, we, you know, sort of our generation and the generations below us, you know, we are so lucky and I'm so grateful for the fact that we have so much, you know, accessibility and flexibility and availability of information and options today. And we can literally work from anywhere. And we've seen that the the pandemic has shown us that. But, you know, generations before us, all there was was the nine to five. That was life. You work the nine to five, you tick all the boxes, you know, marriage, kids, if you want to, all of that sort of stuff. And then you get to a certain point and you say, okay, it's time. I've got enough money, you know, my super or um, I forget what you call it there. It's got numbers in it, 51K or something. <laughs> What's your super oh, anyway? 401K. 401K, right. I was close, sort of. Yeah, so we call it superannuation here. So, you know, we have this mission to get to a certain point. We've got our cash ready for when it's time to start working and then, we start working and we kind of do nothing. We get to travel and all of those things. And it is, uh, you know, really interesting to see that that's the way that it was. And today it doesn't have to be that way as much as it can be exhausting, you know, being exposed to so much information and social media and media in general, all of the things all of the time. It's also given us so much and we are, you know, really lucky to be in a position that we're in to be able to work from anywhere. A lot of people, not everyone has that availability or ability to do so, but I think we're kind of lucky as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have, they have the choice, right? They certainly have the choice to do what they want, you know, but if they got to get through some mindset stuff to believe that they could do anything anywhere. Absolutely. And it takes, you know, a lot of um, courage, I think, knowing that you don't really know what's around that corner, but it's possible to take that risk if you want to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And how empowering for yourself to have been able to do that. And, you know, you've made it work and, and you are living, you know, your best self, your best life right now. Yeah. I love it. It feels great. Yeah. Every, that's yeah. why I just want to help everybody get there. I can tell you love it. It's wonderful. So what are you most grateful for right now, Jeremy? You know, I'm a very grateful person. You know, that it's definitely something that I, I focus on. For me, it's, it's you know, life is love and gratitude. And I'm just so grateful to have the family that I have, to be able to have the life that I have, and to know it, right? And to just 
just spread it. I'm just, I'm grateful for everything. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I love it. It's good. It's so good. Yeah. And I hope so many more people can get to that point, you know, and not leave it too late to, to make those decisions to get there. You know, it's a great place to be. I was reading, so I was, I was reading up about happiness and the idea does success create happiness? And I stumbled upon this report that was, they did a study based on 225 other studies. And they actually found that happiness breeds success, right? And that because they found that happy people and people that were grateful and optimistic, they were more inclined to just do stuff, right? Where people who were unhappy or pessimistic and just thought, you know, the world was against them, they're more likely not to do something. So it actually, it literally pays to be happy, right? So then it's, you know, that's why like when I'm not, when I'm, when I am overwhelmed and I'm stressed and I'm concerned and I'm anxious and it doesn't feel good to me, but I know that my top priority at that moment in time is to get back to being happy, right? Is getting back to feeling good, being grateful. And now like, now I can live, I want to live with this energy and if I could be in this energy, I will also attract people with this energy, right? Because like attracts like. People are going to be around you. And then those that aren't like that, they're going to be like, oh, he's too happy for me. And then and yeah. I'm more than happy to just let them go somewhere else. And then maybe one day if they want to be happy, they can come talk to me about it, right? But like, I don't want to attract unhappy people, you know? Absolutely. It, it helps sort of filter out, I guess, you know, the ones, the people that you do want to spend the most time time with as well. So yeah, that's perfect. So Jeremy, finally, what's one piece of advice you'd share with someone listening today who's going through burnout themselves or who perhaps is stuck in that nine to five or eight to six or whatever it is and wanting to have something like you have? two things kind of come to mind and, and that I've thought about while we've been talking. The first one is, and this is another one that I, that I found in just kind of doing my research, is that the term burnout, and I didn't know this, and I, you, you may, have, may know this already, came in the mid-1970s when, in, in relating to people who are overworking themselves. Mm-hmm. They started using the term burnout because the symptoms were similar to those of a drug addict, to a burnout in, in that respect. And I thought about that. I was like, oh my God, some people choose to burn themselves out. I have chose to burn myself out, to burn the candle at both ends, to try to get somewhere faster, right? Mm. But now that I think about it, I'm now physically relatable to a drug addict. Like, I just want that to sink into people because maybe that will motivate them to take care of themselves and just think that's how people see you, even though they're not thinking, they're obviously not thinking, oh, that person's a drug addict. But they're having the same kind of thoughts about your energy and about you of like not being sociable, not having energy, not taking care of yourself. They're not thinking about you in a positive light. So use that if you have to, to motivate yourself to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I thought about when you were talking about the 401k, right? And so for us, which is just a retirement plan, a 401k here in the States came about because pensions went away. The idea of having retirement built into your job went away. And it was like, oh, but you can get into this 401k. Mm. And I think the other piece of advice that I could give everybody who, who hasn't thought this way is stop thinking about retirement. Just that whole mindset of 
I'm going to work 50 years and then retire. Really, the goal should be, how do I get enough? How do I get passive income to be greater than my expenses? And focus on that. And I bet you in a much shorter period of time, it's not going to take you 20, 30, 40 years to create enough passive income to be greater than your expenses. You could probably do it in 10 years or less. So now we're talking about being free and feeling good and having that life you want with that being your main focus. Let that be all your focus in terms Mm. of money so that you can get there because it doesn't have to be a lot. You don't have to be a millionaire to live like a millionaire, right? You just need the passive income of somebody who has one, two, three, four, five million dollars sitting in a bank generating, you know, 5% interest. So that's just one thing I would throw out there and let people just chew on that and maybe do some research and see that there might be a better path that way. I love that. Great advice. Definitely something to have a think about. And a whole lot less daunting too, I think, than, you know, people thinking about that very long period of time until they are comfortable or able to stop working or whatever it is that they're they're aiming for. Yeah. And it's based on the stock market. Like that's predictable. They're going to say, oh, it grows (laughs) over time. And sure, maybe it grows and so does inflation. But when you hit that point of retirement, what will be going on? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just, it's, it's too unpredictable for me. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for your time and your amazing energy today. I can feel it through the Zoom. It's been great chatting with you. Likewise. Thank you so much. I love everything that you're doing. And um, I think people just more people need to hear it and, and not burn themselves out. There's no point in that. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Jeremy Nicolaitis as much as I did. If you are struggling with burnout or trying desperately to avoid it and need some support, we do have our Breaking Up With Burnout mini course. Whether you're an employee, a business owner, a parent, a student, or all of the above, you'll learn the tools to better manage your life and workload so that you can discover the freedom and joy of living a burnout-free life. If you're ready to break the burnout cycle for good, head to the link in our show notes for more info. And I'll chat to you soon. Thanks for joining us. If you're suffering from burnout or want some tips on how to avoid it, join our Facebook group, The Burnout Club Community. If you've gotten something out of today's episode, we'd love your review. Simply click the link in the show notes to share your thoughts. Until next time, go gently.